This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Must be nice to be able to sing. Uh, <laughs> must be nice to be able to dance. Oh, cool. <laughs> we get one each. <laughs> I wish. That's the one thing. What is one thing that you wish you could do that you can't? Oh, like dance really well. Really? Yeah. I started when I was a kid and I danced for a few years. I mean, I was never that good at it. I think I was just like the one who could at least like remember the <laughs> moves. That's part not. of it. Yeah. But, um, I stopped when I was like nine and um, I, I mean, I found singing, which I took so much more seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. I wish I, mean, I had stuck with it. It all, I think it all worked out for you pretty well. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Maggie Batoon, and today to help me help you, the, vo- the beautiful voice you've been hearing, Rebecca Black in the studio. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Wearing a very nice yellow shirt with Thank red you. matching your lipstick. Yes. Yes. I love to match. Do you really? Love to match. Ooh. Yeah. It's been a thing. In high school, did you ever wear like one Converse that was red and one that was black? Or were you always Ooh. a match girl? No. I mean, I I feel like that is my style. <laughs> when I think back, my style like peaked in middle school and hopefully now. <laughs> like I feel like I've gone back to like my kindergartner roots. Yeah. I'm wearing overalls right now. It looks great. I love, I have been telling people, I'm like, honestly, the more I dress like my kindergarten self would want me to dress, like yeah. the happier I am. Right. You're so, listening to your inner yeah. child and that's good. I guess so. Yeah. For everyone listening, you may know Rebecca as an artist with her recent single Sweetheart mm-hmm. or from her YouTube channel. But after a quick internet stalk, I like to do this instead of all the accomplishments. I like to stalk people and really get to know them. So I found out that you once had a dream where your cat showed up at the club. <gasps> Is that true? I guess. It must be. <laughs> it must be. Where did you find that? Honestly, who knows? Oh, my God. I'm. Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. I did. I don't remember why or what, but I have, like, the most—I mean, everyone does, but I have the most bizarre dreams mm-hmm. and so descriptive, and, like, I'll have them over and over again. Have you ever lucid dreamed before? No. No. <sighs> but yeah. you can remember, like, colors and feelings and— 
I just will remember like something like a like a headline, like cat at the club or like oh <laughs> remember the title. <laughs> yeah. That is like what will stick with me. Like I had this one when I it was like a re- a repeating dream when I was a kid that's always stuck with me um, where I remember I walked into my brother's room and he was a goat. And like that was just interesting. That was just it. Before we were recording, you were talking a little bit about astrology and zodiac signs. Yeah. Do you ever feel like dream interpretation is something that you're into? I have like really gotten into it to figure it out because I'll have like, you know, you have a really bad dream yeah. and you're like, been there. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Who? Why did I do that to myself? <laughs> totally. And I don't know. I think that maybe like a dream will incorporate a feeling that might be something that you need to deal with. But that's yeah. about as far as all. If go. you could figure out or conjecture what the cat at the club dream meant, what do you think your subconscious is trying to tell you? <sighs> I missed my cat. <laughs> oh. Probably. <laughs> or I shouldn't have been at the club. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's me. I heard that whatever you dream about is different parts of how you see yourself. So like if you saw your cat mm. or your mom, it's not really them. It's just how you feel about them. Oh, it's okay. really, I don't know where I read that. Okay. Okay. But, I still still don't know what that means for my cat in the club dream. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I could see that. Very good. Yeah. Let's move on from dreams to the first time you did the weirdest things of your life. Okay. This, well, I guess not the weirdest things, but I do want to know some of your first. This is a game I call Bursa Firsts. It's one round of rapid fire questions, everything from your first job to the first time you cried in public, etc. That's going to be the craziest one. Okay. You can pass, but if you say something that I want to hear more about, I will yell stop and you'll have to explain, elaborate, or tell the full story. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. What was your first job? Singing. Cool. First cell phone. <laughs> uh, a brick. Nokia. First pet. A cat named Edgar. First kiss location. My my bedroom. <laughs> first major purchase. Uh, 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 oh my God. Nothing? Uh, no, a car. My car. My car. Yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. That works. First internet screen name. Um, oh my God. It's all about showbiz. <laughs> Love. Wait, okay, I'll stop there, actually. How, was that your first choice or was that somebody else's choice? Uh, so that was, I grew up like a massive theater geek. Like really? I lived for musical theater and like that's kind of how I found singing and all that. And you know how emails were really popular, like when we were kids. Like (laughs) you wouldn't, yeah, yeah. Now they're still pretty, I guess, popular. But I had a phase in like I don't know my sixth grade year where like nobody had Twitters or Instagram. Like you would emails and you would email your friends, right? And it made you feel so cool and adult. I guess it was like kind of after like AIM or AIM had like died. Yeah, and. It's all about showbiz with a Z. Of course. <laughs> Was what happened. I love it. Yeah. Does you, Do you still have it? Is I it do. I do. I think it like is the backup. It's like my backup email for if I ever get locked out. I probably shouldn't have said that, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> but whatever. We'll move on. Yeah. First choice in a karaoke book. <gasps> um... Oh, my God. Mm, Friday. <laughs> yes. <Sure. laughs> For, have you ever done that? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was I just talking stop. about that. 
That's so awesome. Wow, gosh. I mean, I drink tequila and then (laughs) I decide that Friday is what I'm going to do. I did it in Nashville on tour. It was very fun. Are people just like, what is happening? I mean, I do it in, I don't do it in like in front of strangers. I do it in front of my friends. And I think people are just like, who is that? (laughs) <laughs> drunk girl <laughs> singing this song. I don't think they've realized that it was totally. me doing it. It just makes it fun. Oh, that's so fun. First thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone. Um, what are you doing? Are you really that busy? <laughs> I always answer my phone, I feel like. Oh, that's good. Good yeah. on you. First celebrity crush. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Oh, my God. First concert. Hillary Duff. First scar. Uh, It's on my knee. It's like a little line. Ooh. I'm interested. Yeah. Tell me the story. It's a pretty, it's a decent story. I was probably like nine or 10 and it was Thanksgiving day. And I, one of my dad's friend's son was over and I was obviously like way too young to, I mean, like I was just like you know, becoming obsessed with Mm -hmm. people. And um, I had a big crush on him, and I let him tie my shoes together. Hot. So (laughs) sexy, right? (laughs) I was like, this is a move. And then again, I'm 10. And I. the thing is, is like he, I think he did it because he was just a jerk. So <laughs> he tied them and then left. And so I was left with my shoes like tied really tight. Uh-huh. And so I started hopping and I hopped on like over the door ledge and I my knee fell like right on it. And I have like a huge split. Oh my God. And your first love. My Yeah. My first, <laughs> my first move, my first date. Um, and with and I didn't even notice until I sat down at the table. We were like going in to eat our Thanksgiving meal. And I was like, what's on my leg? And I just saw blood gushing oh like all down my leg. So yeah, not Yikes. one of my best. My Have best you, moves. when's the last time you talked to that guy? Um, probably that day. <laughs> yeah. Rightfully so. I think like his dad ended up in prison or something. I don't know. Weird, weird story there. I'm not oh. the right person to ask for it, but maybe, <laughs> maybe one day he'll resurface. <laughs> Moving on. First thing you do when you like someone. Oh my gosh. Stalk them. Easily. Yeah. Definitely. First show you binge watched. Scandal. Oh. First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans. Family emergency, something came up at work. I it, don't want to come. I don't <laughs> I like the last one. Sounds truthful. <laughs> and lastly, the first time you cried in public, if you can remember. Oh my god, that is really hard. I cry all the time. Love it! I cry literally. I probably cried on like, I mean, if we want to get public, I think I cried on like a TV show or something like that. Oh yeah, they'll always do that. (laughs) Some interviewer. I'll take that. I've been seeing something going around lately. I think people have like been tweeting me at it and it's something along the lines of like when your girl puts on a movie to feel sad and then just cries. It's obviously like in meme language, but I'm like, I'm getting sent it a lot by people. Everyone. Do people think that you're sad? I well, I just am so publicly open about crying. Love that. And it yes, me too. It's just that it's so healthy. Yeah, it, it has it like is. chemically, you'll be chemically imbalanced if you hold it in. Definitely. Yes. I what I do remember is like the moment I realized that I had been lying to myself when I said like I wasn't a crier. I would always like growing up, I was always like, Yeah, I don't cry. And I never would cry like at least in front of people. Yeah. And then <laughs> Therapy man. 
therapy and like learning about yourself. And then, um, yeah, I could, I could cry right now. Probably. I just love to cry. Let's do it on three. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I feel like I don't cry in public that often, but I mean, I, I put movies on easily or songs just to get me in the mood. Just like sometimes I'll look at the calendar and go, do I have like an extra 15 minutes? I can just like, just get one out out real quick. That's amazing. <laughs> Do your thing. I think everyone can cry a little bit more. It really is like a release. It doesn't mean you have to full sob. Totally. But even just like a little tear, I feel like is nice. It's so nice. And like happy tears too. Yeah. It's all it's all good. Yeah. But enough about us crying. Let's help other people so they don't cry. Great. Let's make other people cry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's the goal. <laughs> this question comes from someone who's 24 years old. Hmm. Hi, Megan. I'm 24 years old and in a bit of a situation. I think I'm in love with my boss. (gasps) Well, not in love and he's not the big boss, but feelings for a manager doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Anyway, um, it's definitely not allowed. And before current management took over, the guy in charge was like a disgusting creep. So now we have rules about dating managers. The problem is that one of the new managers is really sweet and kind and funny and seems to be into me. And I didn't realize it until a bunch of us went out together and his attention toward me slowly escalated until, well, um, we were making out in the middle of a crowd oh, dance floor. So oh, as oh, I know, oh, only four of our coworkers know what happened, um, but that's just on my end. So the next day we worked together, he sat me down in the office to apologize and promise that it wouldn't happen again. And that was when I realized it hadn't been just a drunken mistake. I actually really like this guy. And since then, he hasn't been able to hide his feelings. My friends have caught him stealing glances at me, and he's constantly dropping everything to help me out when I have the the slightest thing going on. This is like Um, a graphic novel. I, on the other hand, has been pretty awkward. One day we were talking, and he smiled at me, and I literally walked into a wall. Mm -hmm. And I can't stop thinking about him, and I'm kind of miserable because I know he won't do anything about it. Should I just suck it up and make the... I guess this would be the second move, or should I just try to get over the only guy I've had any real interest in for almost a year? Yours truly can't think of a moniker. (laughs) That will work. Okay, 24. Oh, my God. Wow. I literally, like, that felt like a Fifty Shades of Grey novel. Totally. That felt like an emotional journey. First of all, your life is so exciting. Right? I would watch this. Yeah. I don't know. What do you do in that? Because she's saying that there's, you know, like work rules. There's guidelines to follow. What do you do? I don't know. The thing is, do you follow the rules or do you follow your heart? Because if there's chemistry there and this is the first guy you liked in almost a year and he likes you back. And this is what my favorite thing is. I don't know if your friends are like this, which I'm sure they are because Mm -hmm. everyone's friends does. It feels like everyone's friends looks out for each other like this. But if you like someone, they look at it from a third party perspective. And it's like that person was looking at you all night. And it's like, thank you for letting me know. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. So first of all, you got good friends because they do that. Yeah. But the fact that he is looking at her a lot, that's not nothing. Like, that's not lost on me. Sure. So it's not that he doesn't like you. I probably, maybe I'm feeling sassy today, but I say, like, make another move. I mean, whoop. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think go for it. And I I guess the reason why, like, uh, it's tough. I mean, I guess you know, maybe keep things out of the office, like, mm-hmm. for a second or try to keep things out. Just, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. I, I 
I guess I don't work there, so I don't have to (laughs) abide by them. But I I think, like, the reason those rules are there are just to, like, keep people safe and keep a healthy work environment. So as long as, like, this person isn't toxic or isn't doing anything harmful, like, you know, I guess that's a bigger discussion if you get there. But, like, meh. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. I think that the, it being a manager and she's an employee, that's hot. <laughs> I never say that's hot. And I, I started saying it as like ironically. <laughs> but now I'm like, that's kind of hot. Because it's like you're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah, and it's like forbidden. Love, yeah. We live for love that. doing that. Yeah. But I, I agree. I think keep it out of the office and try not to bring it in but it is gonna bleed in at some point yeah yeah I mean I've definitely like in my own weird way had something like this before like this is it's gonna sound different but when you're in the environment it's kind of the same like I've been on tour uh, a few times and I have a habit of going on tour single and coming back with (laughs) a child yeah (laughs) coming back fully married um or in a relationship and it's definitely like not you know, meant to be there. Um, But as long as you're respectful to everyone else and you're not, you know, making anyone uncomfortable. And, like, I think especially, like, for a second, like, keeping it maybe out of people's faces just in case and then telling people you trust, if it becomes a bigger thing, then I guess you never know what can happen. But, yeah. Yeah. When you're on tour with these people, obviously we – get involved with people that were around a lot. So like definitely the more you're around someone, the more you can start to fall for them. Do you find that it's really hard to maintain a relationship when you're both in the same industry? Ooh, um, not, not necessarily. I feel like this industry and like all of its little like sub cultures, whether it be music or influencing or acting or whatever, there's a big understanding of, Um, the amount of time that that takes and the amount of precedent that that, like, kind of takes in your life over everything else, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I've been lucky, I think, in that way. There are definitely people, I think, that would probably be difficult to date just because of their own ego, but I think that's everywhere. Right. I just think it's so hard. I mean, when I was younger, for sure, people, especially within the YouTube sphere, I remember seeing two people that lived together that would just— kind of compete for more views and that's so like that can't be healthy for anyone no and I think that there it helps when you're doing something a little bit different right like I I don't think I've dated another musician or at least not really seriously and it would be I guess it would be one thing if that person was like really understanding or the music was completely different but when you're competing in the same sphere already Mm -hmm. yeah I would I guess that would create like some tension yeah. or something. Do you have know. a go-to, not a go-to type, but like some some type of either profession or quality of a person that mm. you just like go weak for? <laughs> it's not a good one, but I like, I definitely have a habit of like finding people I can fix. You know, yeah, I'm like big. There's my like astrological cancer energy. Like I love a project and (laughs) it's not it never ends up well for me. Yeah. Um, Because of my own fault or theirs. And so, yeah. But I mean, I really oh my, I just I like 
people with like healthy confidence. So like whether they can like command a room or be comfortable in themselves, like that is very attractive to me. Yeah. Okay. Here's an interesting question. It's, it's way more weird than that. So obviously we all, we have like qualities that we like, but do you have something that's just so weird, whether it's like this, a certain smell that Mm. turns you on or like (laughs) when I was dating this guy, he always got milkshakes from in and out. Um, strawberry milkshakes and okay. it was the aftertaste of a strawberry cold milkshake on someone else's lips is so Ooh. nice because I don't want to eat a strawberry milkshake no save that lactose but give me the kisses <laughs> wow oh my god that's a really good question it's so weird um I'm trying to think um I, th- I think there's a ton of things like that that I have I think or like a quirky yeah I have I love someone, again, like these aren't great (laughs) qualities, but like I love, and this goes again with the project thing, like someone who I like have to like pull like something out of. So if someone's being so quiet, I hate it. Like it makes me so uncomfortable, but I think it also forces me in a good way and in a way that I like, weirdly, does that make any sense? I don't know, (laughs) to like... I don't know. Like when someone starts giving me, when they're really shy and then they start like loosening up. You're like, I got them. Yeah, a bit less specific, I guess. But I, yeah, I feel like I'm like, mm, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Found it. It's like a pat on your back. You get a trophy yeah. for being able to open someone that's yeah. so closed off. And I like, ugh, again, it never ends up working well for me. Sure. But it's just what I like. I'm trying to think of something specific though. I love um, anyone. Ugh, there's one thing on the tip of my tongue. It's like there's a specific scent, or maybe it's sandalwood taste. It's not like anything fancy. It's like it brings me back to I think like the first relationship I ever had. Mac which and cheese, shoelaces. It's like nothing I could even pinpoint. It's like a room. Like it's like the way that like a room smelled or like a city smelled. The first guy I ever really dated was from San Clemente. And there's just like this. I It, it happened to me the other day. Like I smelt that smell yeah. of San Clemente. <laughs> the and, city scent. Yeah. And I was like, oh, whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> what What's going on? Transported you. I love like, yeah, I think that really if there's a smell that I recognize from like past anything it's like right oh I love that I have a friend that this has nothing really to do with scents but it is like kind of like a very specific quirk thing Mm -hmm. he has his extra house key in a serendipity dvd case because he loves that movie and he like lives his life like serendipity oh my goodness do you have any small quirks like that that only your close friends would know this is my favorite thing to learn about people that I do yeah like if if I had, I had another guy that I dated that every time he ripped open a Splenda packet, he would put the ripped part inside the unripped part as like a little Splenda envelope <laughs> every time. And I would just clock these things and go like, that's, that's so, so funny about you. That's so funny. Ooh, um, I have to, if I'm ever, which people don't use these anymore really, at least not here. I mean, people still use them, but um, I like used to always have to blow through my straw if I was ever unwrapping it. I had I had to blow through it because I did not want like a little piece of paper like ending up in my mouth. So every time I just remember in high school, I was like every just like everyone else, so addicted to like coffee and Starbucks and all that. And I would like do my little thing. I would like always I can't like rip it. I have to like 
bang it on, bang it on the table, get it out, and then put it in my drink. Cute. Yeah. I love, I love, love that. Were you, (laughs) did you have a good high school experience? It was okay. Some people have the best or the worst. I know. But you're, you're straight down the middle. Yeah. I, I mean, I learned a lot and my high school experience was weird because I was on YouTube and I, that was when I really started my YouTube channel was like my junior year. And I had gone from being homeschooled for a couple of years, going back into regular school, and I went to, like, my rival high school, so mm-hmm. not, like, the one that I would have gone to and known everyone. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Bold <laughs> move, whatever that was. Um, and so I was definitely, like, the new girl, and I was the new girl with a bit of baggage um, because of, you know, like, the Friday thing and um, everyone, like, hearing some story that was either true or not. So that was good. But then I also had like my life up here in L.A. with my friends who also did YouTube and we're all starting to move here. It was like two worlds. Right. Because where are you from originally? Orange County. Oh, so I could just drive up. Right, right, right. Oh, nice. When do you think that you felt like the most you from the beginning of your career to now? Now, I think. I think now, which people probably say a lot, but um, I feel like... I've gone definitely up and down and in waves, but um, I think finally I've started to lose like that kind of, you know how certain YouTubers and and anyone like who has some sort of a following like kind of, or anyone in your life could really have this, like that kind of like turn on like, hi, Mm -hmm. I'm Rebecca. Like, hey guys, what's up? I had that for so long. Every time I would walk into a room and meet someone like something would just kind of happen. So I feel like I've started to try to at least like get rid of that. Yeah. You know? It feels so good to just relax a bit. Yeah. What about you? I feel like I was always like that too, especially in the beginning when I didn't know I was funny. And so I would like put so much makeup on. I would yell. I would be so high energy. And it's like, that's, that's a part of me, but that's not who I am. Yeah. I remember in high school, I would put, like, I'd get up at five in the morning every day, put on a full beat, like (laughs) lashes and everything every day because I was, I mean, I was insecure about the way I looked, but I also was like, I need to be me. Yeah. I need to become myself this morning. Right. And now, I mean, unless I'm go, I'm either like going full glam (laughs) because I want to and it's fun or I'm like not wearing makeup for a week. Not that that defines whether you're being you or not. Totally. I think I've just like the people that I admire and the people that I find so interesting are the ones that don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the ones that just like wake up and whoever they wake up as is them. Yeah. I... I wrote something in a journal one time. This it kind of goes on like how you wake up because sometimes you just wake up and you're like, I want to die. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here today, but not in like a very sad way, but mm-hmm. like, oh, I just want to go back to sleep and you do nothing. And sometimes you can't be that person that like smiley, like, hi, I'm Rebecca or hi, Megan. It's like, if we're here at this level, we can just wake up and accept that that's the level that we're at and we're going to operate our best at that level. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to push so hard based off of what you aren't waking up as. Like take whatever yeah. you have and go go that way yeah. that day. It becomes exhausting yes. when you're constantly like putting, you know, everything on all of the time. And I I know like I did this like way before I had a YouTube channel too. It's just what some of us do. But again, like I feel like I, I, I have been saying this recently, like – 
I sometimes I feel like, you know, those morning it's after you've like gone out and you wake up. I don't know if you drink or not, but if you're, you know, a little hungover, mm-hmm. like those are, I feel like I'm my best self because oh, I really? give the least amount of whatever's <laughs> and I say what's on my mind the most. And I just, I don't know. I just like can't be bothered, I guess. And yeah. like that, and I, I don't do it in a mean way, I don't think, but I just generally, I feel like I'm the most myself and yeah. I, I like that self a lot. So that's what I've tried. <laughs> it sounds weird. No, but like, totally. Just trying to be in that place of like, huh, they might not like me. And like, that's okay. You oh know? That lesson took me so long. It's a hard one. Oh my God. Did you grow up as a people pleaser or is that just me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. So much. It's, oh my God. I, I, the, the thought of, Walking into a room and someone not liking me was detrimental yeah. for so many years. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. I mean, that sucks, but like, all right. And I, I, yeah, I think I just think about like, there's certain people that I know who, or I, who I've met and like, we just don't click and like, that's okay. Like we, you know, I've, there's variation for a reason. Like it would be weird if you liked everything. Like I know that I don't like I don't know. I know that I don't like Fanta Orange, but I like LaCroix. Like, but that doesn't mean Fanta Orange. This was a weird reference. I but love like, it. Doesn't I'm mean thirsty. That Fanta, yeah, me too. Doesn't mean Fanta's doing anything wrong. I just, like, don't like it. And I think with people, like, once you can learn to accept that a little bit, like, it just, life becomes more fun because you can be bold and you can do actually what you want to do and, and that's like all what we all want, right? Is to Absolutely. live that life. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we get too deep into this, because I want to ask about a lot of your processes, but we should take a break. And on the break, Rebecca is going to give us an extra piece of advice you can find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram. And then we'll be right back. <sighs> that's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe, it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We are back. Hi, still here, and well and alive. Would you also agree? 
Before we get into all of the process questions, I want to ask, what are you currently obsessed with right now that maybe just came into your life that you're like, I need everyone to know about this? Or if you did know about it, your life would be better. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, no. Um, Oh, the artist Brockhampton. They're Uh like a group. Um, So good. I just saw them live and like they're just incredible. And I think that the way that they are the epitome of like they clearly do not care what anybody else thinks about them. And I think that even that doesn't really give them justice saying that. But um, they're just so clever in everything that they do. And their music is great. The shows they put on are great. They've got a lot of great content. They're cool. They're great. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I gotta I gotta check out the, the most recent stuff. When you go to shows, what's do you have like a ritual of like a pregame ritual or they go to the show Ooh. and after a post show? What's Ooh. your show vibes? What are you wearing? I do have a bit of a ritual. Um I I go to a lot of concerts. I love them. Um I think first thing I do is I'll usually check out the opener. Like beforehand, I love to see an opener, especially if it's someone I don't know. Like I think there's so much it says sometimes, not all the time, but so much about, you know, even the artist you're the that's the show is for, the headliner, who their opener is. Um, and it's like an interesting place to see people at because, you know, they're supporting someone. So do that. Have all my friends over. I love to go to concerts in like big groups or just with one person. I don't care. I've never been to a concert alone. I don't think I have either. But I would love. To- uh, yes, I have. I have actually. It was weird. What but concert was it? It was, I was going to see this. This is so random. I was going to see this uh, Russian band that someone I work with a lot, like they're really close friends with them. And they're like, you should go like he knows about you. The guy, it's like a they were there. I think their name is Mummy Troll. Okay. Russian. Super random. <laughs> I like said I would go and I was supposed to go with someone and then they canceled at the last minute. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go because I'm a good friend and I want to see nice. this thing. Sat up in the orchestra <laughs> the whole time. Didn't know a sing. Like, everyone was Russian. Like, everyone was speaking in Russian to me there. I was like, I don't, you guys, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. And I stayed. The show was great. But I hadn't, I, I mean, I had no idea what was going on the entire time. Were the lyrics in Russian too? Yes. Everything. <laughs> everyone there was Russian. It was like this Russian band who came to L.A. Gotcha. And so, you know, their fan base over here, like, were all clearly people who had a very close Russian tie in some way or another. Super random. But r- rituals. Um, yeah. I, I go, I, like, love to, like, at least have, like, you know— some fun and then I always after the show get one of those like hot dogs oh my god street me how do they make those don't know don't want to (laughs) know don't want to know but they're so so good so good I had one after the Brockhampton show I just went to like it is there's nothing better than like it's midnight 1am you're walking out you're like I just want food but I don't want a postmate I don't want to get pizza like I don't know. Street meat. Perfect. Done. Eat it in the Uber on the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. I never – I'm from Florida, so I've never seen those until oh. moving to L.A. Is that just an L.A. thing? I don't I don't know. Mm. I Maybe in New York or, like, in a big city oh, they would have right. them. That but would make so much sense. Yeah. I think, I think they have them um, in Orange County where I'm from, but I don't know. I don't go to any concerts. I really should do it more. 
Love them. I've always wanted to go to emo night here. Oh, yeah. I have not been. It's so fun. I DJed there in the summer. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> that's keeping cool. myself busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is so. I had always wanted to go. I had never been. And then they asked me to DJ. And um, it was crazy. You should definitely go. Wow. Yeah. What is it like? It The... The, like, community is so cool because you just, you have, like, different kinds of sets and music playing everywhere, but everyone knows everything, and, like, everyone gets so excited over every song, you know? You're playing, like, the hits. I know. It's really fun. That's good for me. I'm so nostalgic. I live in the past. That would be so good for me. Yeah. I I love nights like those, or Candy Pop is another one that happens in Silver Lake, and— I don't know what that is. It's, like, anti-emo night. Like, it's, like, bubblegum pop and, like, 90s, early 2000s, Britney, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, that sounds super fun. It is. I've also teached there. It is so, so fun. They're both, like—it's just, you know, you're listening to music that you love. Right. That's great. That's my favorite. But that, sometimes that's why I don't go to concerts because if I don't know all the songs, I feel like I'm not going to have a good time. Oh, I that is another part of my ritual. I find the set list. I prep. <gasps> How do you find the set list? Setlist.fm. Oh, oh, well, of course. <laughs> Wait, so yeah. that website has everyone's set list? It, normally, I think the way it works is like, you know, as if an act has like a, you know, a decent following, like it doesn't have to be, you know, like only the big, big shows, but most bands, I don't know if they do it or if like a fan will do it, but yeah, they'll like upload their set. Um, and oh, so you can so look smart. at everything and <gasps> it's usually right. Cause people don't usually change their sets. Tips. Cannot wait. Well, enough of other people. Let's get into more of you. <laughs> um, earlier you mentioned being on YouTube in high school. So I want to know, cause for me, so much has changed from like when we started YouTube to now. So for you, if you could break down your, I guess, your YouTube experience, kind of where you were at in your life into three discrete segments, um, what would they be called? Like if you oh, could yeah. title them like like your dream, Cat in the Club. <laughs> if you could title the, the first couple of years or first third of your YouTube mm-hmm. career, what would that be titled? Um, first third would be... Ooh. What did I do? <laughs> uh, because I grew up like a massive YouTube fan before Friday was ever a thing. Like I had met like some some of my friends now were people that like when I was like 12, I watched and they were some of the first creators. And yeah. so after Friday, like I, I, I don't know if I really envisioned like becoming like part of the platform like that, you know, like doing consistent videos, but I was just like, what happened? No one had ever really seen something like that happen with a, like a music video like that. Um, like viral videos were obviously around, but it wasn't quite that. Mm-hmm. And so I was just trying to figure out like, okay, where do I go from here? What is all of this? And I was kind of scared of the internet. You know, I was like a little bit nervous, I guess, about what what would happen if I, like, really showed people who I was? Yeah. Yeah. What about the second half, second, third? And how how long, I guess, would we make these chunks? How many years are we talking? I guess, like, the first third would be from, like, 2011 to 2013, and then the next would be from 2013 to 2015, Mm -hmm. and then— 
I guess from like 2016 to now. Okay. So the middle chunk after you go, what am I doing or what have I done? (laughs) What is the, that middle chunk? If you could title that one. (laughs) Middle chunk would be, hi, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm back. (laughs) I love it. And yeah, I just, um, (laughs) I mean, I, I, at that point I had met a lot of people like in the space and um, YouTubers were really like starting to pick up speed and it definitely wasn't what it's like now. But um, everyone around me, I I had really wanted to, you know, do it and try like making, you know, consistent like videos and um, really like doing, I guess, that style. I don't know. I've never really thought of it as a style, but I guess being a YouTuber. Totally. And um, everyone was like, you should do it. Like, it would be so fun and um, people would really like you. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. But um, yeah, I started and it was right before I went back into high school, like public high school. So I really wanted, I think I needed like a community like to kind of like fall to and like be like, hey guys, I'm going through something really weird right now, but um, here's who I am. And so, yeah, I felt like I was like, I really became a big sister to a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like with seeing personalities on YouTube, that people start to gravitate towards people that they relate to. So people that were watching your videos have a sense of being your friend. So Mm -hmm. do you think that because you did personality type videos, do you think that helped with your music career? I think it definitely allowed me for the first time to find people who were like me mm-hmm. and find people who, because that's the thing with so many creators is, and even still now, like I think that's why Tana Mojo is who she is, is because she literally is just like, I mean, how old is she now? 21? 21. She's a 21-year-old. Like she does not pretend to be anything else. She does not pretend to think she knows everything. She is that. And at that point I was 16 and I was definitely like in the mind of I was going to high school. I was freaked out by the same things that anybody else would be. And even though I had this weird experience of like having a viral video that really didn't make me that much different. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I just found like-minded people. And I guess in turn, it did help with my music career because all of that in a roundabout way like allowed me to make, I think, the truest like music I ever did. It really help me have things to write about and understand like what I had to say, you know, and, and still now. What about the last couple years? Oh, girl. <laughs> is that what the title oh, is? Girl. Oh, girl. Uh, um, no, I, I think it's not that. I, I think these last few years have really felt like I've graduated a bit. Yeah. Like, if, you know, when I graduated high school, it didn't quite even feel like what I've been able to experience over the last few years. I feel like I've really, in the music world, like in the last two years specifically, bega- began <laughs> to find really like I had been wondering and starting to question like what I had to say, but now like I have it and now I know and I can build on that and I can find, you know, new ways to um, 
express that or kind of like dig into it even more. And I, I just have like, I, I feel like what I'm creating now actually like has a purpose and in everything from the YouTube videos I make to the music I make to the Instagram posts I post. I don't know if it's that deep on Instagram, but <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's figuring out like, what does this mean long term? Right. Yeah. I think that's so important. And like, I think it feels so nice to finally get to that point because churning out content in this day and age, just, just like constant feeding yeah. the beast, you're like, what do I eat? What am I even doing that's impacting anything? Right. And it's so, I think all of us like struggle with that in some capacity. You know, it's like, I, I think, of course, you know, on one hand, we think for ourselves, like, all right, what am I going to do here? Like, this is, you know, become like my world. But it's also like, what, why am I doing this? And like, for what purpose? Why, even if you're not doing something that's that, you know, hearty and deep and intellectual, that doesn't matter, I don't think. I, I think it's like, are you, are you entertaining people in like a new way? Are you exciting people? Are you changing with the world like that is the stuff that I think all of us no matter what career you're in you want to you want to look back on your life and feel like okay like I there was a there was a meaning there was like a mission statement there you know absolutely so I remember when I first started making any type of money off of YouTube it was like heart eyes big glamour and I was like oh I can live this lifestyle that I've never had before and then after a while not saying that I'm like sitting pretty but like (laughs) at one point I was like oh I want to stop making a living and start making a difference on this platform and I think that was the turning point of being like there needs to be purpose and everything because before it was make people laugh make people laugh cool but what's the what's good is it if I'm making people laugh but I'm dying inside right (laughs) be honest to what you have to offer yeah and the people chasing you know and we see like creators doing this and people all over the place doing this it's the people who are chasing like the material stuff you you literally cannot ever have enough of it like there's always more to have so that I think is why one of the reasons why these you know, you see so many people at the tippy top, like saying like, how, just because you have that doesn't mean that now you're successful. Mm -hmm. What is, what is being successful? There is, there's nothing to that, you know? So I think as long as anybody, it's not about like being the biggest in the world, the best, the craziest, the blah, having the most views or the most streams. It's like, find your audience like find your community and even if you're helping you know a tenth of what the biggest whatever that means person is that's so much more powerful you know I think so too speaking of community I I think a lot of people would love to hear about this because whether if they're moving from a new town or like you if they were going to a new school rival school even or if they just don't really have a community in general, how do you find people that are like-minded? How do you find a community or a support system? Oh, my God. It's the worst part. You have to talk to people that you don't know. (laughs) I'm horrible at it. Like, I've always been pretty bad at it. Um, But truly, like, getting out and getting out of your comfort zone, even if it just means, like, going to a new coffee shop and talking to the barista. Like, you can find, I have found the 
most amazing people in the weirdest of places. And when I've stayed in my little hole, like, yeah, I love my hole. I love to like sit in it and soak in my loneliness or whatever. But also I've just found like getting out and like doing things that I normally wouldn't is, is everything. Yeah. You never know. I am inspired and I should do that. I go to the same places all the time and I'm at my house and I do nothing. <laughs> we all do that. I could do it way more, you know? Yeah. I've just found like that's the one thing and that's also what my therapist tells me to do. So <laughs> love a good therapist. Get a therapist. Oh my God, please. And if you can't, they have some sliding scale therapists online yes. that you can just talk to or text or do video chats. Yeah. If you don't have it in your area. That is so helpful. Talk to someone. The internet is the best. Truly, like, when I have had my most, like, you know, feeling so lonely in my, whatever you want to call it, real world or whatever, the internet has been my lifeline before (laughs) and after having an audience. Like, it just, you can meet people from anywhere who there is absolutely someone else who is looking for someone else too so I think just talking to anyone like they they say that like a problem shared is a problem halved or you know like oh that's cute so I like that I think it release a release (laughs) releases some of the um the pain the tension the whatever the feeling is right I like that so much. I know that this question gets asked all the time to our different guests, but this is a great one to hear from you uh, because you've been in the music industry for a decent amount of time, would you say? Yeah, almost (laughs) a decade. (laughs) So a lot has changed, I would assume, Mm -hmm. from when you started and, and to where you are now with the industry itself and the way that you think about it. So if If you could, well, no, I was going to ask if you could tell someone something, but no, I would ask if, what do you wish someone would have told you before getting into the music industry in general? Oh my goodness. Which I guess is the same question as what would you tell someone trying to get into it? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I think I would say a sense of self, like Knowing who you are in whatever way that you can is your most powerful tool in in anything. Mm -hmm. I think no, and it goes back to what we were saying about like wanting people to like you or or people pleasing and like all of that. I feel like I have people pleased when I really didn't know like who I was. So I I could easily like become somebody else, um, become whoever I thought that person would like. And yeah, especially if you're doing anything creative, like the more you can identify with it, you don't have to know who you are because you're never going to know who you are. Mm -hmm. But like the more you can identify like this is something I like, this is something I don't, this is what I prefer, like that is everything because you have like a knowledge base to bounce off and people are always, 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 always going to tell you what you should do. And if you know how you feel about something, then you can make the choice. Absolutely. That's what I wish. I wish someone would have told me that. <laughs> Listening to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's all it comes down to. Yep. Great advice. The, our last section is called Tip Jar. It is a segment that I read one topic, uh, yeah, one or two word topic suggestions, and we have to give one piece of advice using only three words. So, uh, an example I always do is, 
if the topic was Los Angeles, it would be check parking signs. <laughs> so just three words great is all you get. Okay. So this episode will be coming out in the new year. So 2020 or the new year in general or the new decade. <gasps> you can take it any way you want. Three words only. Let's make it easier. New Year's resolutions. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh my God, please go first. <laughs> okay. Mine is going to be for New Year's resolutions. I'm going to say keep them achievable. Ooh. Wow. That was good. <laughs> I was going to say keep them small, but I was like, that's limiting. Keep them achievable. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, always step forward. <sighs> I like it. Yeah. I think this decade, like, everyone, like, is already going into it with that, but. It does feel like the energy right now is very much gung-ho, everything's going well. Like, I think wrapping up this kind of trash of a decade, I think, at least in my circles, everyone is kind of on the up and up. Good things are happening. Mm -hmm. Everyone's really buckling down and going for it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely still so much to, like, be done and be fixed in, in our world. Well, yes. But, for that. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but I do think having, like, this feels like the ad, like, last year even felt like, oh my God, we need to get rid of this year. Eh. But <laughs> this one, it's like, all right, this decade, we, we, we could have not happened. Um, but we're like, we're going into the 20s. Like, we're lit, the roaring 20s this is what is I keep talking future. about. Yeah, it's insane. And think about, like, what that's always meant. Like, that's, it's, there's so, there's always opportunity. My always. Always. A really close friend of mine, I don't know if she saw this, I think she made it up, but she was saying 2020 is the vision. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. Cause like 2020 is, is eyeglass, whatever, uh, <laughs> is eyeglass, whatever. But I, I thought it was really nice. Cause it does feel like everyone's kind of, this is going to sound very LA, but like everyone ha is kind of working towards their vision, but also a lot of people are waking up and like getting that third eye kind of opened. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really exciting for yeah. us. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think, huh, what do I think? I think people were, we're constantly evolving. We're And so I was like reading this book, this sounds so boring for a second, but stick with me. But like I was reading this book about like um, just, I don't know, marketing and like how how the industry has changed. How the heck did we get from, you know, point A of like having nothing and like, you know, surviving to where we are now, where now you can choose from literally like 70 different flavors of LaCroix. Mm -hmm. Like that's so bizarre. And it was just talking about how now people really care about like we're really attuned to like how something makes us feel. And I think moving forward, like we're only going to keep expanding on that and like seeing like how it can improve like our well-being. Like well-being is becoming such a huge – it's already a huge thing in LA and big cities, but I think it's expanding and – that's really cool, you know. I think so, too. I think it's so important. I'm excited for where this is about to go because I feel like from our parents kind of shoving everything down and, like, telling people feeling is bad and mm. kind of, I guess, prothletizing. Is that the word I want to use? Oh, wow. Making things seem bad. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, like feeling and crying and just, like, yeah. being in tune with our feelings. 
I think now it's it's being welcomed, and I really like that. Yeah, let's keep it up, y'all. Keep it up, guys. Okay, the last topic is growing up. Do you have three words only on growing up? Advice. Yes. One piece of advice, three words only. Clarity will come. <gasps> I was going to say it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> like yours way better. But that I was going to say something like that, but it, it does get better, and I think it's the same as that, you know? Yeah. Like, you figure it out. It just feels more relaxed. You know, after you have like two drinks and if you're nervous or anxious or like whatever, first date, whatever, and you're just super nervous and then you have two drinks and then <laughs> your shoulders go down, you can kind of feel it in your legs. Legs? In your legs. <laughs> you can feel it in your legs. But like it, you just start to feel better. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like growing up feels like. It, growing up feels like two drinks in your legs. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, I think it is. It's like, I, you know, and it's it's easy to derail. Like, it's easy to have a moment where you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. What I had that recently where I was, I've been writing so much music and I've been feeling so good about it. And then I had like three days where I was like, everything's terrible. It's Always. all terrible. This is all literally the worst thing I could have ever done. <laughs> and then this morning, actually, when I was on my way here, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I am literally just overthinking myself into the grave. But, um, and also, if I make something that's bad, whatever. Who cares? You know, I'm making something. I'm creating something. Yeah. So I think I think that is also kind of like what comes, hopefully, with life and, like, growing up is, like, go ahead, fail. What What is the worst that could happen? You right. know? You I, learn something. Yeah, you learn something. And sometimes it'll feel really, really intense and really horrible. But um, someone, some, someone, someone once said, um, <laughs> like, life, the world, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is never going to throw you something that you can't handle in one way or another. Mm-hmm. It might take a lot, but yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. My last question before we wrap up is what is one piece of advice that you would tell your younger self? Hmm. Whether before music, before YouTube, maybe when you were a child or even just a couple years ago. I think, um, I think everyone talks about like loving yourself, right? Which definitely. But learning to like yourself, I think, is the is the first step in learning to love yourself. I have chills all over my body. Wow. <laughs> um, it's like I just had two drinks. <laughs> just had them. Two, two hydro flasks. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something I'm really trying to also – this episode has a theme, yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but um, – yeah, like like who you are. Be the person that you like. And that doesn't mean be just something that you like, but I think that is such a powerful like yeah. I I've started to learn to just like myself. It's so good. Yeah. Like the choices you make, like what you say, like and if you're feeling like you're doing something that you don't like, then ask yourself why. And then, you know, do whatever you see fit. Change it or don't. It's so perfect. Yeah. I'm not going to add anything else on. That was so perfect, Rebecca. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all of your wisdom. Where can people find you on the internet, find your new music? What Tell us everything that we need to know about you and what's going on. 
Um, my name is Rebecca Black. I'm a cancer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, you can find me on Ms. Rebecca Black everywhere, Instagram, Twitter. You just got to think of it like I'm divorced. Ms. Rebecca Black. Um, YouTube.com slash Rebecca. The song Sweetheart is out. It is if you're wanting to feel empowered, if someone has called you a name that you don't like, even if it's nice, go check it out. I think you might like it. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so That's much. It. If you guys have a sticky situation or a burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age, and we will give you what we can. (laughs) True. True. See you next week on Just a Tip. Bye. That was so awesome. That was a HeadGum Podcast.